Hello, my brothers and sisters. Thank you for joining us once again for During Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Kitts. Well, let's get into it with a prayer, and then we'll get into the message. Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank you and we praise you, Lord, for your wonderful grace and love. And we thank you, Lord, for giving us this guidance and the ability and the platform to be able to talk to people and to share your word with them. And maybe it will bless somebody today. If it does, Lord, bless them hearty. We thank you and we praise you, Lord. Give us this word. Give us the Holy Spirit to help us, guide us, and to teach us, and to help us get this message out to the ones that need it. In your blessed holy name we beg. Amen. The Road to Emmaus. We find this in Luke chapter 24, verses 13 through 35. And behold, two of them went that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was from Jerusalem about threescore furlongs. And they talked together of all things which had happened. And it came to pass that while they communicated together and reasoned, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were holding that they should not know him. And when he said to them, What manner of communication are these that ye have one to another as ye walk and are sad? And one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered and said unto him, Art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem? And hast thou not know the things which are come to pass in, the, in these days? And he said to them, What things? And they said to him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet, mighty indeed, and word before God and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and to have him crucified. But we trusted that it had been which he had should have redeemed Israel. And besides all this, today is the third day since the things were done. Yea, the certain women also of the company made us astonished and were early at the sepulchre, and they found not his body. They came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels which said that he was alive. And certain of them which were with us went to the sepulchre and found even so that the woman had said, But him they saw not. Then he said to them, O fool, and slow of heart to believe that all the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them all the scriptures of the things concerning himself. And he drew nigh to the village, whither they went. And he made also, though he could have gone even further. But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is towards evening, and the day is far spent. And he went to tarry with them. And it came to pass, as he sat at meat with them, he took bread, and he blessed it, and brake and gave to them, and their eyes were opened, and they knew him, and he vanished out of their sight. And they said one to another, Did not our hearts burn within us, while he talked with us by the way, and while he opened to us the scriptures? And they rose up in the same hour, and returned to Jerusalem, and found the eleven gathered together, and them that were with them, saying, The Lord has risen indeed, and hath appeared to Simon. And they told what things were done in the way, and how he was known of them in the breaking of the bread. Now these events happened 
after Jesus rose from the dead. He appeared to the two disciples that were walking back home with heavy hearts and with questions, more questions than answers. No doubt Cleopas and his traveling partner struggled to reconcile the events they had witnessed with the identity of the one that they loved and thought they had lost forever. They had genuine desires to the answer why. They knew what they saw and what they experienced, him, Jesus being crucified, and they tried to reconcile their own presumptions regarding the, the coming Messiah. They exchanged meaningful and passionate words, but until the word himself walked with them, their exchange only amounted to more confusion and despair, especially it seems when they had to explain those painful events to this unannounced eavesdropper, this somebody that crept up on them. They had to relive it. There seemed to be a bit of irony in their desperate search for the truth as the truth himself walked beside them. For me, there is something precious in the picture of Christ walking with us in our darkest hour, which I cannot overlook. So often, as flesh, fleshly humans, we desire answers when his desire is that we have the answer, which is Jesus Christ. He knows what it is required for each of us to reach the place of joy and peace with him. What an example we have of the road to Emmaus account, where two or more were gathered, he is there in the midst. We read later that night that the three sat down to supper, stop and let God be God. And that's when Jesus broke the bread, his holy word, and he blessed it. Then they knew him. When troubled and needing answers, know that the true answer is walking with you on your journey. Stop and read his word, and things will be revealed to you. Take that bread that he has, his holy word. When reasoning among ourselves concerning spiritual matters, we don't understand there's always a risk of heresy. Yet the word explains it all. Beginning with Moses to the prophets and the Psalms, we find him, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, the end, the first, and the last. If we seek him through the, his word, the word of God will be found by you. What a natural eye cannot see, the spiritual, the Holy Spirit will reveal. Here's what they could not see, that the Messiah must suffer and die before he could enter into his glory. Though sorrow is for a night, there is joy in the morning. And the two downcast disciples needed to see and live that truth. Through their pain, they could not see that Jesus' suffering would translate into eternal joy and eternal life for them. I believe the Lord in his grace and mercy prevented them from recognizing him so that he would have the opportunity to see them to the end of where they needed to go and allow them to have real clarity. They needed to understand by the way of his reaccounting the scriptures concerning himself. Truly, had he immediately revealed himself to them, it would have been obvious that he had risen from the dead indeed. However, it was imperative that they first see with their hearts and minds before recognizing him with their natural eye. Since our Lord's desire is for us to share him with others through his word and not just his physical body, and that's what we need to see first. They needed to see Yahshua, Jesus the Messiah, foretold throughout the scriptures. In John chapter 20, verse 29, Jesus said to Thomas, another person who needed a bit of clarity, Because you have seen me, have you believed? Blessed are they who do not see and yet believe. 
It is a weaning of a child's dependency on the mother is always in clear physical view. When the child learns to trust the mother's promise of return, they feel free to play peacefully in another room. They know she is there even though they cannot see her. They trust that she will respond if they need her. They are content and lacking nothing. They freely and joyfully go about a busy play day. They trust without sight. Perhaps those men needed to trust the word. From Moses to the prophets to the Psalms, before relying upon the physical presence of the evidence of his identity, purpose, and glory. For soon, that was exactly what they would need to teach others to do. To trust him by his word, not by the physical body. We, like the two disciples on the road to Emmaus, have sorrows confusion and disillusionments and despair. It is our lot of fallen individuals living among the fallen individuals. Yet in 1 Peter 1, 6-9 is a great passage to realize the depth and the truth of Jesus' words in John 20, 29. In this great rejoice, even though now for a little while, if necessary, you will have distress by various trials, so that the proof of your faith being more precious than gold is perceivable even though tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor in the revelation of Jesus Christ. And though you have not seen him, you love him. And though you have not seen him now, but believe in him, you greatly rejoice with joy, inexpressibly and full of glory, obtaining as the outcome of your faith the salvation of your souls. Some people need to see by the way of proof and evidence. I thank God for the divinely preventing those two downcast men from immediately seeing or recognizing him as it brought more of a comment on their faith and radical transformation from sorrow to joy inexpressible and full of glory. And it is that kind of transformation that turns the world upside down. Well, we're going to close in a prayer. Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank you that we can trust in you, Lord, that you are the living word. We don't have to physically see you to know that you're there, that you're always with us, and we trust that. We believe that with all of our heart. Amen. I want to take a minute to talk to you about Buzzsprout. Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new market or a channel, may I suggest that you share your thoughts and your ideas with the world. And it's just so fun to have a talk show Podcasting is very easy, inexpensive, and a fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more within minutes of finishing each recording. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. And a team that they have at Buzzsprout is passionate in helping you succeed. They want you to succeed. Join with over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Let's go ahead and create something together. God bless you.